I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. You me too much. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We with keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. On Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Welcome to the B side. What's up, Yaya? Hey, girl. <laughs> how hi, you doing? Hi. Oh, how am I doing? How am I doing? It's the B side, so I'm doing good. Um, nah, how am I really doing? Uh, so I'm doing good now that I'm here with y'all, but I have to be real. <laughs> I feel like I'm fighting myself this week and I'm kicking my own ASS. <laughs> like your girl is trying to get with the fitness stuff, trying to keep a calendar, trying to be timely, trying to be a wife, trying to be a a leader at work, a leader. <laughs> um, and I feel like I am kicking my own ass right now, kind of. So, you know, I'm here, I'm present. So yeah. that's something doing it all yeah I'm doing good doing good um feeling I'm feeling good this week you know what I, I started um eating more of my vegetables you know started getting on that yeah veggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's been but it's been good it's been a good um it's been a good change for my system I'm making sure I just like intake more water I'm trying to be more um conscious of making sure since I work from home to leave during my lunch break where you be going i'll be going nowhere i need to be <laughs> <laughs> when i tell you, you corner politicking at the boat yes you at? literally <laughs> literally i went like to see the florist for what reason <laughs> i went to I, yes florist. i went to go well, i would go like get some veggies and then then other days i just try to go to the park and chill they like have like some, like two new new parks that they like redid so I've been going to inspect what is going on in the neighborhood. <laughs> okay. You know, mayor, mayor, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's been nice. But other than that, it's, it's all good. I'm glad to be back here. And especially on this uh, new B side that we, we're doing, which I'm really excited about. I know, I know, I know. Uh, just as a reminder, listeners. So the B side is basically just um, some time for us to kick it. Uh, uh, dig a little bit deeper into some of the themes, some of the conversations that we had um, in our like official tissue episode. And, um, you know, just a little informal check in, you know, any excuse to talk to my partner. Truth. You know, that's it. That's exactly <laughs> it. So let's um, let's kick it. Let, let's let's get this. All right. So probably the number one thing that I wanted to get into a little bit more is you are engaged. Yeah. <laughs> then I took me off the I'm market, right. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, I want to know more. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, give me the whole rundown. Um, I asked a little bit last time if you don't mind sharing. Yeah. How'd you do it? How'd you know it was time? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I guess to put a spiritual spin yeah. on things. Did you pray about it? Like, you know. Yeah. Just get, we want all the details. Yes, all the details. So, yes. Um, so, yes, I did pray about it. You know, to take it back a little bit, before I even met my partner, I knew that marriage was something I wanted. 
um, eventually in the future. So I knew that about myself. Um, and so since I knew that about myself, one of the first things, um, that I did was, you know, to take that to God and ask God, you know, like to not, not really even to like, you know, how some people like pray for a partner for marriage, not really that I just pray to God to prepare me for what is the commitment of marriage and everything that it entails. And I figured, you know, yeah, you can pray for somebody that you really don't know, but at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm, I gotta make sure I'm ready when that time comes. And so that was the first thing I asked God was to prepare me and any either habits that I had or any things of my character that, that would not be beneficial in a relationship. And so mm -hmm. in going through that, it was really cool. And then I'm meeting my partner and, um, I would say I knew I was going to marry her when I decided that I was going to propose. Um, I first took it again to prayer because I wanted to make sure that the time was right for it. People always say like financially ready, you know, but I, besides like financially ready, I wanted to make sure like that my heart was ready, that my mind was ready, that I was doing it for the right reasons, that I wasn't doing it you know, people rush into wanting to get married because of age, because of, you know, whatever. I didn't want to mm -hmm. rush into those things. So I wanted to make sure that what I was hearing was what God was telling me and not my own desires. I got my answer, I would say fairly quickly. I I, I like I, I knew it as soon as I was out of prayer that this was something I had to do. Um, but then along with that, I knew the timeline that I felt, you know, God was saying this would be a great time to, to do it. And mm -hmm. um, it, you know, with God's time and it, it worked out through like me getting a promotion and, you know, then me being able to get the ring and then the, the ring came at like a, a great time. Like it just all fell into place very well. And so I'm, I'm not much for a PDA. So mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, we're just going to do it at home. <laughs> so like, you know, we did a nice dinner. I got everything ready. And, you know, like I was, I was trying to like be slick, not be slick <laughs> because Mind you, like, there's not, we're not really the type of people who, like, record things that are going on, like, whenever we go out. Mm -hmm. So that would make it so hot. Like, why are you suddenly exactly. <laughs> posted up a, exactly. with a paparazzi? Yeah. I don't know. So then uh, what I did was I got uh, cupcakes from from her favorite place and I put them on the table. And then we, we you know, I, I initiated the conversation of talking about, of, like, you know, just promises, you know, I was like, you know, remember all these promises you made, you know, and stuff like that. And then that, you know, what I told her was that, you know, there was, there was one promise that I, I never wanted to break. And then I asked her if she would, you know, do me the honor of like marrying me. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> if I don't start crying right now. Oh yeah. My God. And then like, I got emotional because like the, the words out of her mouth was like, yes, like a thousand times. Yes. And, um, that, that was, it was, it was nothing how I pictured when I would propose to someone how it would be. It was so much better. And so then after that, like we went and we told like, you know, our family and friends and stuff like that. I know I text you with like the ring or like, you know, she said, yes. You know, I was so excited, you know, like, so yeah, it was, it was, um, it was definitely a process where for me, like God was involved from like, even before I got to this point. Um, and that was just something that I, I wanted, um, in my life. I, I needed that. I needed that direction. And, um, you know, before we, we got to that point, we did talk about marriage like a year ago. So mm -hmm. I already knew like it was on both of our radars. I want to make sure we was on the same page as well, you know? Um, so, so that, that was good. Yeah. So a couple of things. Yeah, yeah. First, you know, just in case listeners 
wasn't catching the wasn't wasn't catching some of the gems you was dropping. I just want to talk about that paradigm of prayer, yeah. right? And so a lot of times, you know, you watch movies or it's just our instinct. We want a partner. And so we list out here are all the qualities I want in this partner. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, in, in my case, a long time ago, and in some of my dating single, single ladies yeah. cases, I want a partner, I want a man who's six foot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, making six or more figures, yeah. got a body, yeah. you know, uh, you know, even some positive, you know, uh, things that are valued yeah. and like, you know, has a great relationship with his mother, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, or their, their parents, yeah. whoever this partner mm-hmm. is. Doing all this work, <laughs> listing out all these things you want in a partner, but never taking a mirror back mm-hmm. on oneself and saying, if I were to get this dream boat of a person, yeah. could I handle it? Yeah. Could I keep them? Would they be, would they want to continue to grow and be engaged with me and not like marriage engaged, but just, you know, be in relationship with me? And so I really think that that is powerful, that paradigm of prayer that you're talking about of just, you know, God prepare me. Yeah. Make sure that th- yeah. this is right yeah. before I join in union with another this mm-hmm. and create something mm-hmm. new. And so that's real cool. Yeah. Um, the second thing I want to say <laughs> is um, you know, listeners, I know y'all hear me so hype. Everything she say, I'm <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. I have been blessed to watch their relationship just flourish over time. Yeah. Uh, I remember when y'all, when y'all was first or first, yeah. first dating and uh, Truth and I was taking classes. We were still in seminary at this point. And she was like, oh, you know, I got a little joint now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little shawty. I'm joking, I'm joking. A little shawty. A little West Coast thing. <laughs> nah. um, no, I, at the time, seriously, yeah. you yeah. had nothing but respect, yeah. you know, love yeah. like for her curiosity yeah. at that point but to watch you all um grow in your relationship go through so many phases so yeah. many little things shit that pandemic know, you know yeah. um it it is really a blessing to um to watch y'all do this yeah now, so. and, and, and you know I, I will say thank you first off but it's it's um you know i believe giving people their flowers while they're here and so like y- you and and your husband were a couple we definitely looked to as well when when we hung out you know how mm-hmm. both of you carried yourselves the dynamic in your relationship that was something I, I made it a point to ensure that I also surrounded myself with other couples that had a healthy relationship you know and that's something we always get, let's drop a yeah, bomb on it. you know like like you you have to you have because um you know you know, thank God, like my, my parents, I was able to see like their marriage and I'm able to see like my siblings and stuff like that. And, you know, other people that I've had in my life, but I was also, I also got to see some really bad ones. And, and Mm -hmm. so understanding that what marriage is and seeing the couples who have been in it for a minute, you know, that's a blessing to see. And then being able to see like, okay, this this is how they're dealing with their conflicts. This is how they speak to each other. This is how the details of one another, you know, that, that was stuff that stuck with me to make sure like I practiced in my own relationship. So yeah, it's, it's been a blessing. It really has been, it's been a blessing. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I know that you have put uh, a lot of thoughts into this. Obviously, we're talking about it now. Um, but, you know, a lot of times colloquially, people colloquially, <laughs> a nerd, but, I love it. you know, a lot of times in just regular life, people will turn to the phrase like, you know, being equally yoked mm-hmm. and we use it yeah. just kind of like out there, yeah. right? Um, but that really comes from Second uh, Corinthians six fourteen, right? So uh, it reads, "Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness?" Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, just to give a little context before I get into my question yeah, for you, yeah. Truth, is uh, some context for Second Corinthians. And so, you know, that's Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, uh, basically telling them they need to get it together <laughs> and act right. Right. <laughs> right? Um, so apparently, uh, you know, this is Second Corinthians. So there was a first set mm-hmm. of letters <laughs> and a first visit. Um, and uh, that didn't do the job. So here we are, part two, saying, you know, how uh, how can uh, Jews and Gentiles make this Christianity thing work mm-hmm. in the new church? But fast forward to now, when people say equally yoked, um, for those of you who may not know where that term like comes from in practice, uh, it's referring to um, if there are two oxen uh, or ox, one ox and two ox, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever, yeah. there's some ox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drawing a cart or dragging a cart um that that thing that's around their neck that holds them together and leads them in the same direction mm-hmm. um it requires that both oxen ox <laughs> are of equal strength mm. so they they both have to have the same ability to carry that so that they can go in the same direction and carry the load mm. and so if one's super weak and one's super strong mm it's just not going to work. If one's super big and super small, it's just not going to work. They should be, you know, pretty much the same size, pretty much the same strength to be able to do the job and go in the same direction and carry that load. And so after all the explanation, my question for you is, um, would you say that you all are equally yoked? And what does being equally yoked like mean to you? Yeah, I would definitely. And is that important? Is it necessary? I got math. No, you're good. However you wanna, (laughs) however you wanna go about that. (laughs) Yeah, I would say, I would say we are equally yoked. It's not something that I would say was. I think no. I'll I'll rephrase that. We are equally yoked, and it was something that was on my mind when I began to ask God not only to prepare me, but for my future partner as well, because I knew in the direction that I was going as far as going to seminary and stuff like that. And I knew that if I was going to have a partner during seminary, you know, especially like when we first started talking, because like we we were talking for like quite a few months, probably about four months before we even said like, Hey, I'm feeling you like that. We were just talking straight Mm -hmm. to friends. So during that time where I was like in prayer of thinking like, you know, do, do I continue this or not? Um, there were certain things that I was, looking at to see if it was, you know, lining up for me and in like where I was in seminary and where, what I would want in a future partner. So like, I knew I needed someone who was spiritually going to hold me down. You know, when, when I get too weak to pray for myself, I need someone who's going to pray for me. You know, um, I knew I wanted someone who was kind, who was honest and like, yeah, you know, we all say those things, but when you see it, in people, there's a difference, you know? And, and I think 
I, I wanted to see how like she interacted with her family. What's the dynamic there? You know, and like the, all those things, you know, we have some similarities in our upbringing. Um, and it's really cool because when we would talk, uh, we would notice those similarities. And then we would also notice those differences. And that was beautiful, too. But um, I, I did want someone who understood the importance of family, the importance of, you know, parents and and siblings, because that's something that's important to me. For me, it, it was important for someone to to have those core things um, be be similar uh, because I wasn't attempting to to change or convert anyone. You know, I, I didn't I didn't want that type of relationship. I didn't want that. That's not what I wanted to do. I just wanted someone who who perhaps have had a similar experience with God or a different one. And in that, you know, has has had their own experience to talk about. And, um, you know, I, I like even back then I was thinking like, you know, future children, like how are we raising them? You know, like how, you know, all those things, you know, those those are important questions. And those were conversations that I did see other couples have. And I would see what happens when you have them too late, you know, instead of earlier on, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so those things, I would say it, it, it was important. It was definitely important for us. Yeah, I mean, so um, something that you brought up that I just want to highlight a little bit is you talked about how it was about four months of y'all just talking before it got into the period of, oh, I'm really feeling you romantically, Uh right? And so many people, I feel like, skip that essential part of just talking to a person as another human being, right? Mm -hmm. To even know could you potentially be equally yoked or a good match for one another or whatever? Like, um, you know, not everybody going to be like my husband and I, we were college, like we were college friends before we were college sweethearts. And so, you know, a lot, who has the type of free time you have in undergrad to just be bullshit around Mm -hmm. talking for hours Mm -hmm. and stuff. But you know, whatever way you could do that of talking to someone to really get to know them unclouded by the desire, mm-hmm. the lust, the yeah. you know, and and I am not anti lust or pleasure. Mm-hmm. I am pro lust and pro pleasure. But there is something to be said about um, just talking to somebody because how are you ever going to know? Like if 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 I'm feeling you sexually, and I have to think about are we equally yoked in terms of our values? I'm really not thinking about our values. Right. I'm thinking about getting it popped. Right, right. <laughs> and so um, there's that which, you know, everybody do what you want Mm -hmm. to do, but that's just one perspective. Um, And then the other thing that I'm thinking about when it comes to being equally yoked is um, you talked a little bit about just having similar experiences, not having the same exact experiences. And I think that that is an important part of it. I think I used to think about equally yoked as, um, you know, does this person have the same values as you and do they want the same type of lifestyle as you? And I don't know if I look at it the same way now. Like, you know, my husband and I are approaching our seventh um, wedding anniversary. And yeah, I can't believe seven years. So seven years, about to be seven years married, probably about like 13 or so, 13 years together, maybe. Nice, that's beautiful. And we've changed so much. Like if you would have asked me when we first you know, got married, are we equally yoked? Yeah. Um, kinda, I guess. Going now, I would say definitely 
you know, I hope that we can always maintain this, <laughs> yeah, this uh, sentiment, mm-hmm. but I would say definitely, but that doesn't show up in us having the same um, outlook on things. It, it shows up in us being able to balance one another where in places where I fall short, where I may be unfocused, where I may be completely unserious. Um, he's able to step in there in places where he's falling short from he's perfect. <laughs> now. Um, I know he's going to be listening, but in places where he falls short, hopefully I can, you know, fill in that gap. Yeah. And ultimately, I think the important thing is going in the same direction, like not not being the same, but having that same vision. Um, And so that's something to think about, you know, as well. Okay, cool. So um, we don't have to stay on this forever because you have the whole entire journey of your engagement. I'm sure you'll take us on. (laughs) Um, But I am curious, are y'all deciding to do marriage counseling or anything like that? Um, if so, are you going with a pastor or a psychologist not doing counseling? Yeah. Um, you you know what's funny is that one, it's not something I have thought about. Mm. Two, it's not something that is offered, I think, as freely and as openly as it is to heterosexual couples. I did not think about that. I got to be told. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that's it. You know, this whole experience has has put that into like a clearer perspective for me. Um, uh, We we, we aren't going to do a a marriage counselor. Um, We do have like, you know, like our, our spiritual folk that we can that we definitely feel we can go to and ask for advice. Um, and I, and I think for the most part, we've, what we've done throughout this whole process, because so many decisions got to be made when you're getting married is, um, is definitely just being in prayer about it. And, um, you know, talking to like, um, couples who have already been through it and, 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 mm-hmm. and, you know, are the spiritual leaders that we, we do know, but nothing specific as like, you know, you marriage counseling classes or anything like that yeah i feel you girl i was being nosy because we <laughs> definitely did not do marriage counseling yeah. <laughs> that's like you know that's so yeah we didn't do marriage counseling many people did do marriage counseling so low-key one of the reasons why we didn't like we kind of have plans on doing it but um one of uh my husband's good friends is a pastor and maybe would have done it but I just felt like I don't want anybody I know to like be in my business like that. Like I know that's very old fashioned, but I I just feel like we know, like, I know you, I see you socially. If I say some off the wall shit, like (laughs) I'm not trying to see you at the party next week or like wherever I see you next week and have to look at you. So I was like, you know, because of that, we didn't end up going with that option. We just Mm -hmm. never ended up, um, we speak very candidly. Yeah. Like my husband and I, we really have some, we have had and continue to have some really challenging conversations yeah. where there's no assumptions made. You got to actually say the thing that you freaking mean. I Whatever you mean, you actually got to say it. Exactly. And so, you know, that, that can be hard sometimes, but we do try to talk to each other, you know, nice and good. Yeah, and of course. In advance of our wedding, we didn't so, like, we we were okay. We made yeah. it this far, didn't have no counseling. 
girl, we thinking about having children soon. We Ooh. better see a motherfucking counselor. <laughs> <laughs> right, I hear that, I hear that. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah, so yeah. Um, that's yeah. my, uh, I have no advice for you and I have no advice for listeners. But what I will say is that's something to think about. Like that's, you know, between you and your partner, how candid you can get, how much you can do things without a third party intervening or, you know, helping to guide the conversation. But if you do get to a point at any point that you feel stuck on something or something's just not right, you know, marriage is the forever thing. Yeah. And so, um, you know, yeah. counseling is an option. Exactly. Don't Don't let like one conversation that doesn't want to be had you know, let the whole relationship suffer. Just, just go to counseling. Like uh, you, you'll, you'll at least, if anything, you will learn a new technique that you could apply later in your life as well. So, you right. know, it's, it's beneficial. And uh, I didn't mean to skate right over um, what you shared about some of the challenges of um, doing some of the traditional wedding uh, things as a LGBT couple. And um I don't know what I have to offer you on that, except for I'm here with you, girl. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm here looking out for um, affirmative and LGBT friendly resources for you. If I hear anything, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Um, listeners, yeah, listeners, holla at me. It's it's been it's been cool. Like, um, I think what's been really beautiful in learning this process is that um, we we really do get to reimagine our entire ceremony um mm-hmm. because it's not traditional you know and and so because of that it won't be it, it was so funny i was talking to one of my best friends and um she was like hey yo you this this the first lesbian wedding you it out of the crew you it <laughs> <laughs> i said oh snap that's it okay Girl, so i gotta up. i gotta set that bar you know yes. <laughs> so it, it was funny because i was like yeah you know what for a lot of our for a lot of our family, for a lot of our friends, it will be their first, um, you know, a, a lesbian wedding, same, same sex I couple. think this is going to be my first lesbian wedding as yeah, well. Yeah, you know. exciting. That's what I was saying. I was like, so, you know, I was, so I was like teasing with my partner. I was like, come on now, now, you know, we got to do it up. The gays got to do it up. Listen. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> so, but, but it's been, it's been really nice just being able to reimagine how all of this looks you know, with, with our cultures and, and the things that are important to us. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy and I'm really excited for how everything's going to turn out. Okay. Yeah. Keep us posted. I will. <laughs> yeah, keep us so, posted. Okay. So you, you got in my biz, you got in my biz. <laughs> Not my turn to get in your biz. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. All right. So you've done, um, you said last episode, a hundred now, I'm sure a hundred plus straight days of yoga. Yeah. I think a little bit. I started as a way to like get closer to my grandma. Like um, I miss her a lot, but I think um, I started around, like I've always throughout my life, you know, kind of done like yoga challenges, gone to yoga classes here and there, but consistently um, I started around new year's and uh, doing yoga challenges online. Right. So there's yoga Mm -hmm. with Adrian. She's like super famous or whatever. Um, the most simple, in my opinion, the most simplified way introduction into uh, breathing and using the breath or your breath to connect your mind and your body. 
to get into a state of, for me, it really stress management, greater relaxation, right? I was like, y'all know when I was at my old job, <laughs> not, not to not to be on their ass, whatever. Yeah. But I was really, I was pretty stressed and yeah. I needed something, right? So this New Year's, I start with the 30-day yoga challenge. You know, it was cool, but what I, I think what, pushed me into like continuing and doing it every single day is that um I was having a lot of anxiety especially um like like deep feelings of anxiousness and tightness in my stomach like I was having nightmares I was like really I was going through it and um it didn't feel like something that was like I needed talk therapy for it really felt heavily in my body and when yeah. I would get on the mat and hold these asanas or positions um I won't say my mind turned off but mm. being able to focus on those things and kind of like push past what I thought my limit was you know yeah. I like um my new yoga lady Yogbella Fiti <laughs> um she always says like the body will want to fail you. Like if you listen to your body, basically, like you're, I don't think she's saying don't listen to your body, but if you on the surface, if like, if you're holding a position, you're going to get tired, but that's really kind of like your mind saying you're tired, not that your body can't actually make it. Um, and I, I've been finding in this time, you know, it's been a hundred plus days um, that my experience has just been more subtle. Like I've been able to pick up on subtle cues from myself, from other mm. people, mm. um, in a way that I wasn't before. Like I'm less reactive to things. Like I'm able to, um, take what I get on the mat, which is like focus, um, awareness of what's going on. And so I think a lot of times when people think about yoga, especially in the Western world, I, I guess in America, um, we can think about it in a way of like, it's a workout. And so I want to work out my body, and you know, but I think being really intentional about not just holding the position, but making sure that my body is in the alignment that she's talking about. And so I'm paying attention to like where my elbow is going when I'm in a position, I'm paying attention to what direction I'm looking in, you know, bones and muscles that I never think about, or I'm not aware of usually, or like, how am I yeah. placing my feet on the ground? It's not enough to just mm -hmm. do it, but what is the quality of the way that I'm doing it? And, right. um, I guess I've, I keep going with it because when I'm off the mat, when I'm at work, and there are times that imposter syndrome really like sets in for me yeah. um, where I just I'm in a meeting and I'm like, oh, man, I, my heart starts to beat. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to say? I hope I sound you know, smart enough. I hope I, I know what's going on. Did I really read that email? Like I have all these things going on. And before I was doing yoga, sometimes that could just take me and I'll spiral. But now I'm finding that I'm able to just kind of take those knots in my stomach, really breathe deeply through it. And like my self-talk is just kinder. I slow down. Like I'm able to assess, is this actually true? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, are mm. you unprepared? You know, you read the email, you know, are you placing your thoughts and self-doubt on this other person? Or are they just coming to you with, you know, a regular ass issue? And mm -hmm. so I've, it, it's real subtle. 
but um, it it has been really, it's been good for me. I've been enjoying it. That's really cool. I mean, it's it's nice to hear just like the subtle changes that really they add up in the day to day as we continue to do just these subtle little changes. They begin to change not only how we think about things. And you're totally right. Like when you were saying like where my elbow is placed and like, honestly, like be for real, like how many times are we thinking about our elbow? Right. Okay, how many times are we thinking about like its function and what it does in our entire body. And I think um, as you were breaking it down, I'm like, that's really cool. Cause I don't think I've ever really heard of it in a way of just being aware, but also like of all the things our, our bodies do um, and being able to like put that together and just watch that. So that's really cool. That's, that's really dope. And, and shouts to the people that um, you said uh, that you use. Oh, for your yoga. <laughs> my girl, yoga, Bella and yoga, Adrian. Listen, <laughs> listeners, if y'all have anyone else on uh, the YouTubes uh, or any other platform, uh, any apps or anything, I'm really interested. Um, something that um, I guess to bring it all real talk on God talkie, something that I uh, noticed and something that I think about is, you know, I don't want to be a cultural appropriator or a spiritual cultural appropriator either. Um, And so there is like, I wouldn't say I do yoga for sport. It's not like something that I look at as purely a physical activity, but it is an Eastern tradition. um, You know, I I believe an Indian tradition um, that has its bases in some spiritual things as well. Um, And so I'm always curious to read more, um, to learn more. And so um, I'm going to ask you all listeners, uh, this isn't something that we covered much at seminary, I'm not going to lie, because of the classes I chose to take. (laughs) But um, what what I will ask is if you all have any resources, any books, any speakers, let me know. I want to move beyond just the practice, the daily practice into, um, into learning more about it as well. So hmm Yeah, I heard listeners. Hook it up. Slide into our DMs. Mm-hmm. Let us know. To keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. This is Yaya and it's the moon reading. All right, y'all. Mercury retrograde. So from April 21st to May 17th, Mercury will be moving backwards in the fixed Earth sign of Taurus, which means it is time to deal with your past. Uh, If you're a Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius, uh, you're going to probably feel this retrograde season the most. Uh, Y'all know I'm a Scorpio and I have been feeling it. Uh, But if you're a Virgo or Capricorn, you'll probably have an easier time. So when a planet goes retrograde, it's a sign that you need to take a step back and reevaluate the area of your life ruled by that planet. And since Mercury rules communication, travel, tech, and all the things that are pretty prominent in our day-to-day lives, we tend to feel Mercury retrograde a lot more than any other retrograde period, right? So uh, in Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, the Mercury retrograde is all about focusing your finances and relationships. So right now, uh, no impulse buys. Put your debit card, your credit card in your pocket. Save your money whenever possible. And when it comes to your love life, take it slow. 
so is Mercury retrograde the end of the world? Not necessarily, but it can be a huge pain in the ASS. So here's a few things to remember. First, double check everything before you hit send. Second, think before you speak. Is it nice? Is it uh, necessary, important, hmm, kind, and I don't know, emotionally available? I made that last part up. Uh, triple check all of your travel plans, like check and check again, and then check again. And if something or someone from your past is being brought up, it's likely for a reason. So use the time to actually deal with it. Don't just brush it under the rug. Uh, good luck and stay strong, my people. Thank you, Yaya. I was missing that moon reading, I so I'm glad it's back. <laughs> Definitely forgot we're getting back into the swing of things, y'all. Yeah, that's it. So y'all know Yaya gave some good advice there on that moon reading. Y'all better stay alert. Stay alert, folks. Stay alert. Okay. Well, I feel like we're wrapping it up. It sounds about right. Uh, any last mm -hmm. messages for the people before we dip? Um... Hey, yo, follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Real Talk on God Talk. Um, and uh, share our episodes with a friend who hasn't listened to us yet. Um, we always want to hear from y'all. So make sure y'all slide into our DMs. Talk to us. Join the conversation. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. But uh, <laughs> be yourself. Be good this week. I like that. And we will catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Bye. I in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. Too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We with keep it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's right.